Okay, phase two. Um, the second part of this seminar is managing your social circle. Managing your social circle. So the whole first phase was on building this thing, building this monster, right? The second phase is on how to manage it and how to work within it. Okay, um, so we basically, we basically talked, about, we talked about how to, uh, about, your, about the Christmas tree theory, right? And how you've got a ton of different Christmas trees. You've got to be able to be okay with coming in at different points. Ideally, you come in higher in this tree because you come in with whatever value uh, the connector has, right? Um, so how do you become the top of at least one tree? How do you become the top of at least one tree? Well, it's hard to come into a new tree that's already really super established and climb to the top of that one. It can be done, it is done, and it's easier to do as you get better and better at this and as you already have pre-existing trees where you're way up in them. But if you're starting like basement level, you just move to a new city or something, uh, the first thing to do is get a like-minded few on your level. A like-minded few on your level, right? And this is how we're gonna try to create a little Navy SEAL team, right? You've gotta get guys that respect you and have common goals. The number one rule in social circle mastery is respect first, popularity second. Respect first, popularity second. So if you lose respect within your group early, it's, you'll be fighting to get it back for years. Okay, so respect first, popularity second. Um, the next thing to do is, you know, another thing you can do while you're trying to build this thing is pull your own weight within that group. Pull your own weight within that group. It's, it's, it's not always night and day, it's not always black and white what what, what building value is. But one thing, there's little easy things you can do. Focus on giving people good emotions. Um, become the social connector of your group. So you always know what's going on. You've always got fun things going on. You're always, you always have activities going on. So you're not always the guy asking what's going on tonight. Um, get good at providing people with good emotions by, by basically just being uh, involved in their life. It's really easy. Like it's not, as, it's not always like I gotta bring this guy some big value. The fact that you take the time to care about what's going on in other people's life and you support them and you're like, hey, how did your, how'd your uh, soccer match go, Kev? How did this go? How'd that go? And you, you actually give a shit about him. feels good. People want to align with you if you care about them, right? Um, have good boundaries. We'll get into boundary function here in a minute, but just put in your notes for now. Have good boundaries. Okay, and then you want to do is trade up. You want to trade up. So as you're going to start out, you may not, the guys you first are able, able to align with may not be ideal. It may not be Brad Pitt and Paris Hilton and all these great value connectors. That's okay. That's okay. As time goes, um, you, it'll get bigger and bigger, right? The next thing we talk about is Tarzan theory, how to climb other trees, how to climb other trees. This is actually easier to do than building a new tree from scratch a lot of times because um, it's already pre-existing. They've already got a big web connected. All you got to do is climb up in the top of it, right? Um, so what you need to do is enter the tree however you can, enter the tree however you can, and then what you're going to do is befriend your way up the tree, befriend your way up the tree. So if I come in uh, through Sheriff and Mr. M, then I want to start hanging out with Versetti and Dax whenever I can, right? And I want to slowly build a relationship with each one of those guys individually, and I want to slowly build, see places where I can give them value and see places where I can get time and shared experiences with each one of them individually. Don't try to come into a group and outshine the master in front of the group. You'll get crushed. Do you get that? Don't outshine the master. If I come in at the bottom, I'm not gonna try to go right at Mr. M and be like, now I'm running the show here. Okay, I'm gonna befriend my way up. There's another reason we need to do this is because if I come into this, uh, this social circle through, let's say I come in through Dax, and he's, he's one of the new guys in their social circle, then the worst thing I can do is 
just cling to DAX. Because if DAX ever gets mad at me or they get mad at DAX, guess who else is out? Me, all right? So as quick as naturally possible, I need to align and grab other branches in the tree so I've got other access points. I'm not just, I'm not just um, relying on him to get me in. Okay, training your Navy SEAL team. Training your Navy SEAL team. This is important. This is really important. Um, okay, of course you need to surround yourself with a power, powerful tree. Of course you want social connectors and value connectors, but I found myself in a situation at one point in my life where I had all these high value people around me, but I was the funny, silly guy, and I was kind of the clown, and they didn't respect me. So when new girls would come into the social circle, I might as well have not been in it. Do you get that? All the attention got deferred to those guys because I was the clown, okay? Or another situation when I moved to college, I, I just was trying to make friends with whoever I could, and I surrounded myself with three or four social dead ends who were cool guys, but they would constantly fuck me over. Constantly, 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 right? So what you've got to do is get good at what I'm going to give you here. All right, so I'm assuming you've got your Navy SEAL team established. You've already clipped out the really bad social dead ends, um, and now you're just trying to establish some group boundaries. Group boundaries are crucial. When I, uh, I was dating a uh, Boston Celtics cheerleader for a while, and one of, the way, only reason, one of the only reasons I was able to get that girl was because Mr. M was with me, okay? And he respected the, what I'm going to give you here. We had really good group boundaries, so he didn't come in and try to knock me off and take her. He didn't come in and undercut my value, right? So the first thing you need for group, group boundaries or for training new members or existing members is value. I know that sounds weird, but you've got to be, you've got to be one of these guys to establish boundaries on these guys. Do you get that? You can't establish boundaries up. They'll just clip you. They'll just cut you out of the group, okay? Um, the second thing is to have strong, strong boundary function. Strong boundary function. That's strong group boundaries and strong personal boundaries. What, the, what these are, as uh, Dr. Paul would say, is it's things you say, things you say yes and no to. I say yes to you making fun of me when there's just guys around. I say no to you making fun of me when there's a bunch of girls in the room, maybe. I don't know, right? Um, I say yes to um, Pepsi, no to Coke. I say yes to this, no to that. Do you get that? So you've got to draw good personal boundaries first. And we covered that in the intergame seminar. I probably spent an hour on, on how to establish good boundaries. But just for the sake of this, if you want to research that more, uh, maybe you can read some of my posts on the traction forums. But um, then you need good group boundaries. Have you ever been to a new job where they're like, here at Smith and Barney, we're always on time. Here at Smith and Barney, we like to be team players, right? And you're like, as you're going for this interview, you're like, damn, this boss is framing the shit out of me. What he's doing is laying down the group boundaries. This is how we roll. If you don't want to roll with these boundaries, you're out. Do you get that? Now, a really weird thing community guys could do if they heard this is go, okay, I need to get good, good group boundaries. So this new guy, Kevin's friend is coming over today. Hey man, sit down for a second. Here's the charter for hanging out with us tonight. No, that's not it. That's weird, okay? Group boundaries are best unspoken and best demonstrated, right? It's best that they see them and feel them. The way you exert boundaries, there's a couple ways. I'll quickly cover some of them, um, is the first one is through humor, right? You playfully tease the guy, like showing him you're joking, but all right, dude, I'm going to tease you about that so you know you're kind of stepping on a landmine there, but chill, all right? The next way would be, um, the next way would be giving him a small amount of anxiety, 
You train people with a small amount of anxiety is the same as physical pain in the brain. It's the same nerves. Okay, so a small boundary gets a small amount of punishment, a small amount of anxiety. Right? A medium boundary, more anxiety. Large boundary, more anxiety. So if the guy tries to kiss your girlfriend, then that's going to cause a major fucking scene, and it's going to you're going to give him a lot of anxiety. Do you get that? But if a guy you open a group of girls and he comes in and tries to take it, you're going to give him a small amount of anxiety. Does it make sense? Because you're going to teach him like that's not okay, but you don't want to be so black and white that you either you either zero or a hundred all the time. Does it make sense? Okay, good. So the next one, um, what you what you really have to do is this is why you have to be so meticulous about clipping social dead ends and find guys that buy into the group. You have to find guys that buy into the group and they have a deep, deep, deep abundance mentality. This is crucial for your Navy SEAL team. You have to have deeply ingrained abundance mentality because there's going to be months where we go out, weeks where Dax gets all the girls or he, gets, he keeps getting the queen bee. But it's not because he's cutting out my legs. It's just because it's just the nature of the way it goes. But that ebbs and flows. Then one a couple times we go out, I get the hot girl. It just happens. It's not because we picked it. It's just the nature of the beast. But, it, but if, if you have no abundance, you're like, I haven't had a hot girl in a while. My turn. Ugh. Do you get that? And you undercut your boy's legs. And then there's no abundance mentality. It's just complete anarchy. And then everybody's just, it's a free-for-all. You might as well be cold approaching. Social circle mastery is about abundance. It assumes abundance. Okay. So a couple ways you can, another couple ways you can establish these boundaries is through, your group boundaries is through pre-framing. Pre-framing, all right, put this in your notes though. It's crucial that you understand pre-framing. You can't have, it can't be transparent and sound like you have an agenda. And you better have the value to pull it off. Because if someone tries to pre-frame me and I don't respect them, I will do the opposite and try to crush them just because I'm annoyed that they think they're smooth and trying to set me up. Okay? So pre-framing is like when you see someone else breaking one of your group boundaries that's not here. So let's say Dax is a new guy and I'm like, um, he's hanging out and we're watching these, this group of random one-off friends that we don't really know that well and they keep trying to take each other's girl. I'm like, dude, isn't that so weird? Why the fuck do they do that? Who does that? I'd never do that. If you, if I, why do they try to cut each other's legs out from under each other? That's messed up. That's not how you do shit. If anybody did that to me, they'd be out of my friends. I would never be friends with them again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, I totally agree. Do you get that? You're pre-framing him before it happens. You with me? You can do that for good or, or bad. You can be like, um, holy shit, you're not going to believe what Mr. M did for me. We were, I was trying to talk to this Boston Celtics cheerleader, and he did this, this, and X good thing. That was awesome, man. We got to do more of that. We need to do that for each other because when we do that, shit, good things happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, I totally agree. I start selling it to him through third parties. Do you get this? All right. The next one is, um, the, the thing with that is you need to attach breaking the group boundaries to um, a loss of self-concept. You get that? A loss of self-concept. So have you ever had like a parent or a family member who was like, you would rather them have knocked the shit out of you than say I'm disappointed in you? You're like, oh, I just, I, I'd rather my dad hit me than be disappointed in me. So, but you have to have the whole group behind you. So if this table right here, we're all cool and we're all doing the right thing, and then Kevin tries to kiss some girl I'm dating, I need the whole group to be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? I can't believe you did that. That's not, that's not cool. It's, it's a lot easier for the group to enforce boundaries than it is for the individual to enforce boundaries. You still enforce them. Boundaries have to be enforced at all costs, right? At all costs. Like, what do they say? A boundary is only as real as it is defendable. Does that make sense? What you don't want to do, though, the, the, they say, uh, David D'Angelo used to say, polarities are bad in game and polarities are bad in life. 
They're really bad in game, though. So now you're like, oh, Nick said I need good boundaries. So I'm the boundary guy. So they said they want to go to McDonald's. No, I, I want to go to KFC. Ugh, that's my boundary. No. Choose your battles wisely. Choose your battles wisely. But, but the, the quicker you, you do establish good boundaries, uh, the less they come up. If you deal with boundary function early, it doesn't come up later. Does that make sense? Another rule of boundary function is um, make sure that you hug it out. We say it was Ari Gold from uh, Entourage says, hug it out, bitch. Hug it out. So as soon as you exert a boundary, it's over. Get on with it. Don't hold that over his head for a month. Don't keep pounding him with it. Boom, give him that anxiety. Once he knows that you've got a boundary, get back to being cool as quick as possible. All right? It's not a power game where you're trying to be his dad. You're just trying to show him that's not cool in this sphere. Right? Okay. Um, then the next one, I don't like to use one too much, but it's punishment. Basically, you use the group again, and you're like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you get to. I don't, I don't think you know we're all going out tonight. Hey, hey, can I come? And you're like, I don't know, man. We talked about it. I don't. I don't know if we want you coming out with us. Every time we go out, you're constantly hitting on the girls that one of us is talking to. That's just not cool. It ends up making everybody have a bad night. Sorry, dude. And you, the whole group enforces it. You isolate him. You make him. He feels it. He feels that the temperature between him and the group has changed. You get that? This, this is like high-end Navy SEAL team shit. It's hard to get this, but once you have it, it's so powerful. And it's so necessary for 10 game. To get really, really hot girls, you have to have this kind of discipline. All right? Um, the next one for like individual boundaries is just kind of like that passive-aggressive exile. He comes in the room, and normally you're like, V, what's up, man? Good to see you. How you been? You're like, what's up, V? And you're cold. He feels that you're cold. And you're going to make him come to you and be like, what's up, man? Were you mad at me? And then you're going to tell him why. You make him feel a temperature change between the two of you. And then the next one is, this is one of the best ones, is assertive discussion. Assertive discussion. So normally I'm over here talking to a girl, and, you know, let's say V walks up, and he's like, oh, what are you doing talking to? He's, he's joking, but he's, being, he's, being a, he's, he's undercutting my legs a little bit. What are you doing talking to this guy? Ha, 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 did he so cheap, or he's so this, or he's so that, or he starts flirting like just hardcore with a girl when he easily could have avoided that situation. And you just stop right then. You go, hey, V, can I, come talk, can I talk to you for a second? Hey, man, listen, I really don't appreciate it. I know you're joking, and I know you think it's funny, but I just don't. I'm not mad at you, but I want to make it real clear just so that I, I love our friendship, and I don't want this to mess things up with us. Please, when I'm talking to a girl, don't come over and do that. That just isn't cool with me. It just doesn't feel good. If he accepts that, now, did I do that in front of everybody? No, I'm going to do that over here the first time. As things progress, and he keeps fucking doing it, I will do that in front of the whole group if I need to, in front of the girl if I need to. Do you get that? But if he, and, and if he keeps tripping up over that again and again and again, what do I need to do? He's gone. He's a social dead end. But everybody deserves a warning. Naturals are just doing their thing a lot of times. They don't mean to do this stuff. If you give them good boundaries, they'll respect them. Um, one of the best ones that uh, we use a lot is uh, political capital. Political capital. It's good for you and the group, and it's good for the individual getting the boundaries thrown on it. So political capital, think of it like Big Brother style. So I brought Dax into these guys' social circle. So if Dax, if Dax messes something up, whose responsibility is it? Mine. So and who, who's, gonna, who's he going to respect more, and who's he going to have the least, the least emotional reaction to? Me. Right? I can keep his self-esteem intact, keep from hurting his feelings, keep from making him feel like shit. So I pull him aside. Hey, man, can I talk to you real quick? Hey, look, I don't, they haven't said anything to me, but I just want to clear something up so that, that you don't step on any toes. I noticed that when V was in the corner, 
talking to that girl, you went over there and you tried to take her, man. We just don't do that, all right? And he's like, oh shit, I'm so sorry. Should I go apologize? No, no, it's cool, man. Like, don't worry about it. Just don't do it again, all right? Cool, let's go. Get back to the group. Self-esteem's intact. There's not a big altercation. There's no big boundary function. It's just subtle. The more subtle, the better, always. Okay? All right. Um, this, this next thing I want to talk about is the theory of... Uh, the theory of the alpha male. This is the theory or the uh, dethroning a dick, right, basically, right? Um, there we go. Um, everybody got a guy in their social circle or in their past that you're like, that guy is a motherfucker. He ruins my shit all the time. I hate that guy. When he's not around, my life is good. When he is around, he's constantly trying to make me look like shit. He's constantly trying to steal my girls. He's constantly trying to, basically, a bully. You get that? I want to make something clear, though. If you're new to social circle and you're, and you're not overly social and you're just new to pick up and new to all this stuff, a lot of times really, really close friends tease each other violently, like really hard in ways that to an outside eye would look like that's a boundary. That would have to be a boundary for me. It's not always true. The way I talk to Dax or V or, or some of these guys, I would, I, I'm very calibrated with the way I do it and I would never do it in front of a girl that was important to them or in a way that would make them look bad, but it's high-level bonding. We bond well. Because I can tease him hard, it means we're close. So make sure in your mind you know the difference. Is the guy trying to include me and he's teasing me just like he does everybody else and he would let me do that to him and he'd be fine with it, or is the guy fucking with me? Do you get the difference? Okay, good. So there's three strategies you've got here for dealing with this guy. One is domination, which is the hostile takeover, right? Uh, the second one is alignment, try to make him your friend. And the third one is abandonment. This, this, this juice isn't worth the squeeze. Make sense? Okay, so the first one, alignment, this is, this is ideal. Like, I, I hate all the weird power games in pickup. I think, ideally, you should try to make as many people as possible your friends and align with many people as possible. Usually, any weird hang-up a guy has, it's just a little psychological thing that if you can work around it, he'll be, the, he'll be a teddy bear. He'll be the coolest guy you've ever met. So you don't always need to like, try to take someone out. Um, alignment. So remember me saying never try to outshine the master of a, of a social circle. A lot of times, people, remember I said we respond emotionally to people of higher value and people, or people and things that are a threat to our value. So if you're in this social circle and you're killing it and all the girls respond to you really well, and then all of a sudden, your friend brings in this really good-looking, cool guy. You're just like, fuck him. I hate him. You have this gut-level feeling where you're just like, I want to crush him. Everybody ever had that before? You don't even, he hasn't even done anything. Do you ever felt like that? I have. Where you're like, this fucking guy is going to ruin my life. He's going to take all the girls. Okay? Well, if you're that guy getting pulled into the group and guys are reacting to you with their teeth, they're not bad guys. You just need to show them that you're not there to take their crown. So you get that? But you're not going to kiss their ass either. But you're just like, hey, I'm, I, I want to be an ally. I want to be an equal. So, so what you need to do with that is you slowly win him over. You yield to him on little things. Don't try to align with him immediately. But do show him that, um, you know, in times like if you're at a party and there's certain girls that they all start responding to your jokes and you can tell they would have responded to his, you include him. You make it a point to include him on conversation. You make it a point to pull him back in and show him that, hey, man, you're, you're, you're up here with me, or that you respect his opinion. Do you get that? Um, 
what you, a lot of guys, like once you show them that, they usually will uh, instantly calm down. They'll extend you an olive branch, okay? The second one is domination, or what I call a hostile takeover. This sucks. Uh, this is when you tried to align with a guy, and that wouldn't work, and he's just a bastard, right? So what you want to do is, usually this guy's already got the group, doesn't he? He's got the group's RAS, he's got all the value, and a lot of times they're scared of him. Not scared of him physically, but scared of him like, I don't want him to punk on me, so I'll laugh with him even though I don't think it's funny. You know what I'm talking about? So with this guy, what you want to do is we call it the pendulum. When he's around the group, I'm out. When he's out, I'm in. I'm going to do all my work when he's not around. Okay? So especially if you're new to this group. Then what you want to do is cultivate relationships with each individual outside of the group. So I want to start hanging out with Dax outside of the group. I want to start hanging out with Versetti outside of the group. I want to start hanging out with Sheriff outside of the group. Do you get that? So if Mr. M's the asshole, I want to hang out with each one of these guys individually, see if I can bring them some value, build a very strong friendship. Do you get that? So used to, I walk in the room, Mr. M pops a joke, and let's say they all laugh, ha, 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 right? And you're like, fuck. The worst thing you can do in that situation is try to joust with him. Because if you try to joust with him, fucking tumbleweed will roll by when you was going to make a joke, won't it? And the girls in that scenario are like, they don't even know. They, the girls, it's all subconscious. They're not going to say, he lost value there. They're not going to think that. They're not going to say that. They just feel it. They'll feel, where the, they'll feel where the power is. Power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. Do you get that? They'll feel it. Then, um, and because it's so subtle, he's not being mean, he's joking, right? He's kidding. But you can feel it. You know he's not joking, right? So as you cultivate more and more individual relationships when he's not around, his jokes slowly and slower, slowly lose resonance. So now when you come in, he's like, pop, 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 something funny. And less and less and less people laugh. Do you get that? And he can slowly feel it. The crucial thing is you don't want to change the temperature between you and him. It can't go from like, all right, now I'm going to do the hostile takeover. You're my enemy. It's got to keep the temperature between him exactly the same. What I say is be polite, but not nice. Be polite, but not nice. I'm not going to try to compete with this motherfucker. I'm not going to try to take him out. I'm not going to draw, like, declare war on him. I'm just going to just say, fine. I don't have the power. I don't have the social alliances in this group to pull this off, so fine. Um, then as... As you slowly win over all his friends and you start climbing the tree, now when you walk in, they respond well to you and less and less to him over time, right? And one of two things will happen. He'll either try to extend you an olive branch, and it's usually not like he goes, hey, can we be friends now? He just stops making asshole jokes, and he's like, hey, man, you, you, you want to ride with me tonight? Or, hey, man, you think we're going to go here? He, try, he invites you as if, like, come be my ally. I highly suggest you take the olive branch. But don't jump on it. Don't be like, okay, cool. You want to be my friend now, VEA. No, you're just like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. Be his friend. Be his friend. Like a lot of these guys will turn into be your best friends once you show them that you're, they're equal. A lot of times they just didn't respect you, right? So as you gain respect, he'll be cooler to you. If he doesn't take it, a lot of times what happens is the group will break in half. The group will fractionate. And whichever guy's got the best emotions from the two guys clashing, a lion, or, uh, what is it, um, focal points, Go, go toward value. So whoever gave him the best emotion and made him feel good and they trust, they're going to align with him and they're going to backwards rationalize that, yeah, he is kind of an asshole. Do you get that? Everybody with me? This is a slow process. This doesn't happen in a week. This happens to take some time. All right, and then the third one is abandonment. I actually think this one is better. I, right now in my life, I usually go alignment or abandonment. 
If these guys are that big of a fucking asshole that I can't deal with them, I just clip the whole group, get a new one. But sometimes you can't. If it's a work environment or a situation where you just have to be around the guy, the hostile takeover is good. Abandonment though, there's too many people and it's too little time to fuck around with a group of assholes. Okay? So if they suck, move on. Okay, phase three, phase three, actually gaming within your social circle. This is, uh, this, is, this is the more sexy stuff. Okay, the first thing is the domino effect. The domino effect. The way this works is you get one girl in the social group to accept you, they all accept you. You get one guy in the group to accept you, they're more inclined to all accept you. Okay? So, when I come in, if Mr. M says I'm a cool guy and Sheriff says I'm a cool guy, Dax is more likely to think I'm a cool guy, 5.0 is more likely to think I'm a cool guy, Versetti is more likely to think I'm a cool guy. You get that? Same thing with girls. Um, this works the other way, too. If you come in and Dax is like, that guy is a motherfucker. I don't like that guy. He's a dick. I do not like him. Then Versetti's more, it's not like Versetti's going to cut him out immediately, but Versetti's going to be like more reserved, more guarded when that guy comes in. Are you with me? Okay, now the waterfall principle, this is crucial, for, especially for social circle game. Uh, in, in cold approach, this doesn't matter, but in social circle game, it's crucial. Does a waterfall run uphill or downhill? Downhill, okay? So you need to attract your way up and fuck down or date down, all right? Attract your way up the tree. So if you come in there, you can, you can build attraction with all these girls, and as you attract another girl, it'll pull you up the ranks. The more you attract up, the better. So attract up, date, and sleep down. What am I saying? To get the hottest girls, you can't start by sleeping with a bunch of you know, fives and sixes in her group and expect her to be like, oh, I date him. She's sitting, at the, she's sitting at the top. She can have any guy she wants. Why would she take one of the guys from the bottom? Do you get that? So... There's two different types of, there's two ways I see this. Uh, what I noticed in college was there's two different types of trees, very distinct trees. Okay, you had your classy tree and your slutty tree. It's pretty strange, but it's true. So what I noticed was these girls are alpha chi's. So uh, this is sororities back in college, right? So this girl, th this group was known for being, let's, let's just say they were known for being slutty, all right? So because of that, this girl could have been in high school and, and been like the classy girl that doesn't drink, you know, can't, you know, beer out of a can, and she's real sweet, and she doesn't kiss boys till the third date. Then she, her big sister goes in there, and then she gets pulled in there. This girl will loosen up quickly after her freshman year. She will quickly be having more fun, doing crazier things. Not saying she'll become a slut, but she will go with the group. It's group think, right? Slutty girl over here, her sister, uh, went to the Kayo house, let's say. And they're classy and they don't do, they, you know, they don't go to parties and they don't stay out late. Whatever. So she, gets, she was slutty in high school. She would do, she did ten guys at a party. Now, she goes to uh, the classy tree. 
all of a sudden she thinks it's gross to, it's weird that these guys are hitting on us and we're, you know, I, I don't do that and I don't wear skirts like that and I don't stay out late and I don't drink beer out of a can. Oh my God, right? Groupthink. Does it make sense? Now, in real life, it's not so black and white. It's more like this. So in any one tree you've got right now, there's usually both components. There's usually the slutty girls and the classy girls. They each have a distinctly different strategy. Okay? This is any given tree. This could be one of your yoga tree. This could be your going out tree. This could be one of, one of your thousand little trees you've got going out there, right? If you want the classy girl, the, the, the marriage type material, do you want sleazy pre-selection? Do I want to go around banging every chick in this tree? And is that going to make her like me more? She's looking for like husband material. She's looking for a guy that's got like provider traits. She's looking for a guy that's like a boyfriend material. She also wants a sexy guy. Like Mr. M always says there's two types. You've got like the provider and you've got like the, you got like the fuck worthy guy or the, the, the sexual guy and you've got like the dating guy. Ideally you want to be both. You want to be the guy that's dateable but that has characteristics where a girl would want to sleep with you too, right? But that being said, you can amp that ratio up. If I'm trying to get this classy girl, then I don't want her seeing me walking around, holding hands, making out with a bunch of ugly girls or average girls or even hot girls. She, even though she'll become more attracted, she'll be like, I don't like guys like that. The slutty girls, it's a free-for-all. The more of them you sleep with, the more of them want to sleep with you. It is what it is, right? But the problem is you can burn down your trees. So when you, I like to look at this as a thousand of these going on in any one of these trees. So if I'm in this one, there's classy girls in any tree and there's slutty girls in any tree. But if I don't give a shit about this overall tree, I don't give a shit what she thinks. Do you get that? So I'll go for broke in this tree and not care. I'm okay with that. If I'm in this tree and there's slutty girls that like me, but I really, really want this girl and she's fucking cool and amazing and hot, I'm going to go for, I'm going to get these girls attracted to me, but it's going to be, I could, but I don't. I could, I could have that girl, but I don't. I'm really picky. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to show that by not doing sleazy things. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, but you have to always respect this, this, you have to respect this. I'm not saying you can't overcome it, but if you, see, it's more, it's more like, it's not usually like this one girl. It's kind of like I said a while ago. There's usually this group of girls that you want to get with that are like really hot, really cool, and then it's everyone else. You could date number, let's say this is 10 girls, just for, for 10. You could date number nine or number 10 and still eventually get number one. Do you get that? But dating number 21 will not ever, will, will keep you from ever getting number one. You with me? So I don't want you to be like, I gotta wait forever to just date her. No, that's not how it is. But she is, what, what's a thin slice do? He dates those kind of girls or he dates those kind of girls. You with me? So the other thing you can do is be seen with these type of girls from other trees. Being seen with these type of girls over here will help you get those girls in, your, in, the, tr in the other trees. Does that make sense? All right, good. All right, this one's important as well. Um, create a, you want to create a spider web. Create a spider web. So, what I noticed was we were having like these situations where we'd meet these girls, really get to know them, and then I would flame out with the girl I was dating or piss her off, and then the whole tree would burn to the ground. I was like, shit, I spent all that time getting to know those girls. I really liked her friends. They were cool. Now, like, girls are real, like, immature about shit. So, like, her, she's mad. They want to show you, they want to show her that she's aligned. So, you go to a club, and you're like, hey, Sarah. And she's like, you broke up with Jenny, or Jenny broke up with you. She's like, act like she didn't fucking know you. You ever had that happen? And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? All right? But what I also noticed was 
the deeper I was invested in her friends and my friends were invested in her friends, the more it made it hard for them to make such an easy decision. And remember, people always align, not always, but usually align with value. Character is the only thing that overrides value. So people that are, I'm loyal to him, eh, he might not be tomorrow if he didn't have the value that you think he has. Maybe you would, that's up to character. Character is the only thing that changes that, okay? But, so a girl that's like, I'm such good friends with Sarah, look how loyal I am to her, fuck you for breaking up with her, is the same exact girl that if you were deeply nested, would make the statement, well, she just needs to get over that because me and Kevin are really good friends. And I just don't, you know, I, I don't think she can ask me to not be friends with Kevin. Do you get that? So if you find a group that you're like, whoa, this tree is full of hot, hot, hot girls that I would like to spend a lot of time with, you need to create a spider web. I don't create a spider web with tons and tons of girls. I don't have that much time. But if I find a group that I'm like, I really, really, really want to spend time with this group of girls, what you want to do is have a bunch of sticky points within the group. Same thing I gave you all go for getting involved in this group. If this was a group of hot girls and I came in through Kevin, I want to get sticky with you, 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 over time. Does that make sense? And I want to bring them value. And it's not, it's, don't think of this as a kind of an agenda. I really, I'm only going to do this if I really enjoy these people's company. So I'll naturally want to do it. But I'm going to try to bring her value. I want her, but I also want my friend Kevin and my friend Mr. M doing the same thing. I want him to get invested with her and him invested with her, him invested with her. Not just sleeping with him, not just necessarily attraction, but a deep, deep level friendships. Okay? So you, you don't be afraid to flirt, but you want to run kind of slow motion game. And you want to respect the general principle. Here, here's how you crack the hot, hot, hot groups. If one gets in, we all get in. If one gets in, we all get in. Do you get that? What most guys make the mistake of is, so I'm killing it with the Boston Celtics cheerleader. It's going really well. That next night we went out, and she brought a Lakers cheerleader with her for, for uh, Mr. M. All right? Well, things with the, those two, they, they met under a weird pre pretense, and things were going okay. But he knew and I knew if he pushed the envelope that it would have burned things down with that girl. It either been a home run or a strikeout. But if he struck out, he was going to ruin my things with the Boston Celtics cheerleader. Does that make sense? So he slow played it because now when he comes to L.A. or we go to Boston, we get, he'll, instead of him getting that Lakers cheerleader, he'll get to meet all of our other Boston Celtics cheerleader friends because I'm now spiderwebbed with the Boston Celtics cheerleader. Does that make sense? So one gets in, we all get in. Don't make it a free-for-all. Don't ruin a good situation by being impatient. So uh, another key principle of social circle game is sew the sewing circle complex. The sewing circle complex. Remember, I don't care how big the city is. I've lived in Norman, Oklahoma, and I've lived in Los, and I live in Los Angeles right now. It's the same thing. You go out enough times, you start seeing the same faces, right? Um, remember that people will talk, and people especially from tree, from tree to tree talk. I mean, in one tree. So you've got to set discretion frames. You've got to set discretion frames. If you are going to be a scumbag in this tree, make sure that everybody in here doesn't know, and this is your prized tree, this is your scumbag tree, make sure nobody in your scumbag tree knows people in your prized tree. Do you get that? It's easy in a big city. If you live in London, shit, it's awesome. You can have trees all over the place and then none of them connect together. But within this tree, you've got to keep discretion. Discretion's key. Um, so one of the ways you do this is acting the same pre and post sex. So a lot of guys hook up with a girl and they're the ones that fucked it up. They acted really weird and got really creepy and was like, oh my God, I don't want her to think I want to be her boyfriend. And then they just do this hard like 
takeaway from her, and then she gets all emotional, causes a scene within the social circle, and that's why it, it burned the social circle down, right? If you, um, what you want to do is keep your, keep your keno escalation, your physical stuff, no farther than playful, playful keno, high fives, picking them up, hugging, that kind of stuff, no farther than that in public with all girls. Don't be the makeout whore running around clubs doing makeouts. Do you get that? If I'm always no more than playful with girls, then um, what happens is they never can get a thin slice that something's off. So I just had sex with her last night, but we're out at a club tonight, I'm playful. I haven't slept with her yet, I'm playful. I, I mean, you could have three girls you'd slept with and none of them, unless they asked, and none of them know the difference. He's always a playful guy. You with me? Okay. Also, discretion frames you can set. If you want to have girls that are like friends with benefits situations, you gotta make state, you gotta pre-frame it. And you also gotta get, a, get good at noticing girls that are bad for this. There are girls that are time bombs waiting to happen that you need to be like, no, that girl, if I hooked up with her, would ruin my social circle. She would be a stage five clinger. She would be all over me. She would, she would tell everybody it'd be a mess. There's other girls that are totally cool with it. And you're just like, you know, build the attraction, get things where you want it. And then before you go sexual, or before you actually lead, you know, before you take it to the next level, you're like, no, we can't do this. You would be the what are we girl, I can tell. You would be the what are we girl. What, what does that mean? I can just tell, if I even kissed you, or if we, if we hooked up, you would be like, what are we? You'd be naming our babies. You'd make me change my Facebook. No, I wouldn't, I'm not like that. What did she just do? She qualified back out of the fact that she's cool with having sex, but not a relationship. You'll lose a lot of girls doing this too, but this is about abundance. This is abundance game, remember? I would rather lose a girl. I don't need to tell, I don't run deep comfort and all that shit and make girls fall in love with me because I don't want to hurt girls. I don't, I, I, I've been hurt before. I, you don't need to do that. The more you, the better you get at this, you'll see that girl, most girls are just as sexual as guys are, if not more so, if you set up the right parameters for them. They're just not gonna, they're just, you gotta lead the horse to water for a girl. She's not gonna make it go there for you, right? Um, other things is other pre-frames I do is um, I'll be like, you know what really pisses me off? Uh, did you know that Mr. M hooked up with Sarah last week and Sarah told everybody? What a fucking bitch. Who does that? Like, that is just so scummy. Like, I, I'm a sexual guy, but my sex life is private. I can't fucking stand. I don't even tell my close friends about shit like that, much less uh, telling everybody in our social circle. Don't you think that's shitty? Yeah, that's totally shitty. Blah, 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 blah. I'm getting her to accept the fact that we don't talk about that shit. And so if she hooks up with me and tells everybody, then she's a bitch. I'm attaching her loss of self-concept to that. That make sense? Okay. Getting out of the friend zone. Anybody been in the friend zone before? God, it sucks, right? Uh, all right. The way you have to do this, you have to see it like a gradual process. It's a slow thing. Nothing I say to you here is gonna make, give you the ability to walk out of this room today and be like, I'm out of it, I'm good now. But if you do it over time, you can create, you can, you can totally reverse the situation. What she's done, or what you've done, is created a situation in her mind where you're the least sexually available guy in her life. You have created that thin slice with your actions, with your neediness, with your inner game, with your lack of skill with women. Whatever happened, it's okay, but you've done it. It's not her fault, okay? So you've got to reverse that thin slice in her head, which is tough. And the worst way you can do it is to try to do it all in one hit, to do it overnight. 
You learn boundary function. If you guys go to try to put hard boundaries on your friends tonight, only one hit, that'll be weird, won't it? They'll be like, what the fuck is going on with you? Where did this come from? You're mad about what? I, te I teased you about that for six years. Now you're throwing a shit fit? Same thing with uh, trying to go from, from uh, let's just be friends to being attractive to her. It's gotta be a slow, think of it like, right now the thermometer's set on 70, and you need to put it on 150, and you're gonna turn it up two degrees at a time, a little bit at a time. She's gonna slowly, the way it'll happen is she'll be like, you know what's funny, I, I used to think Nick was just like really, he was nice and I liked him, but he's kind of cute now. I don't know why. He's kind of cute. It'll slowly evolve into something like that. So the first thing you need is distance. Distance. So this is for you and for her, right? Why does she need distance? So she can change the thin slice in her head. So she doesn't, so when you come back, you get a clean slate. Why do you need distance? So you can fall out of love with this girl and take the pussy off the pedestal, so to speak. So you can stop seeing her as the girl. If I just had that one, everything would be better. She, God doesn't make girls like her. She's different. I, I know he says that, and I know everybody says that, but this one is different. I mean it this time. You know, he doesn't get it. You've got to stop feeling like that. You've got to give yourself some time to wean yourself off the peptide addiction, which we'll talk about in the game. But basically, you're addicted to this girl, and the more she denies you, the more you want the validation. Blah, 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 blah. You need distance. The deeper you are a pussy, and you feel like you've been a pussy, the more distance you need. If you're kind of being a pussy and you leak sometimes, but sometimes there's attraction, you just need a little bit of distance. It's more for you than anything. All right, when you do come back, friend zone is usually one thing. It's a sequencing error. The way the emotional progression model works in Magic Bullets is you've got, you want to go attract, open, transition, attraction, Qualification, comfort, seduction. Do you get that? What most friend zone guys do is they start out in comfort. They're like, if I'm just nice enough to this girl, she'll see that I'm the dream guy. If I just do, if I just, oh, I see these guys being assholes and she bitches about it. If I just do the opposite of that, she'll see me as like the dream guy and see like, I would never treat her like that. So he just does all this comfort building shit, kisses her ass, tells her everything, uh, agrees with everything, and just goes for commonality after commonality after commonality, right? Um, so what you need to do when you come back is reduce the comfort. Reduce the comfort until you have attraction. That's why we have it in phases. You already have plenty of comfort. You've got enough comfort for two lifetimes. You don't need any more comfort with her. You need attraction. You need attraction. But you've got to do it in small doses. So she's going to come in and try to treat you like you're her older brother or little brother or wherever she treats you like or like uh, your ther her therapist. And you've got to slowly, 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 you know, you used to give her five minutes on her soapbox, now you give her four. Now you give her three. Now you give her two minutes on her soapbox about her ex-boyfriend. Now you give her one. Now you give her none, and you tease the fuck out of her. Do you get that? But it's a slow, 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 gradual process. The second thing is what Mr. M and I call wax on, wax off attraction. Everybody seen Karate Kid? Wax on, wax off? Okay. Wax on is basically, think of it like, think of it like, um, think of it like a power bar. Anybody play uh, Halo? Get real nerdy in here. I love Halo. Anybody play Halo? Okay, you know how like you've got the shield over your guy? And as he gets shot, that shield starts going down, 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 down. But then if you get and hide behind a rock, it charges back up. But if you don't hide behind a rock, you die. You with me? It's kind of like that with the attraction. You're gonna do, you're gonna start teasing her in small increments and in small doses, but as you do, your power bar is going down because she's not used to that, and that's different coming from you. So we need to slowly get her used to it. 
So then after a while, we stop that. We go back to normal conversation. Charges back up. Early on, you're going to get about this much. You're going to get about one funny thing in, one tease, and then you're going back to normal. As you go on and on, the power bar can go charge down, 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 and then you need to get back. Really far in, you can say a lot of shit and start becoming really attractive. But it's got to be slow, slow, slow. You with me? We, we usually give the analogy of uh, slow boiling a frog. How do you boil a frog and keep it from jumping? You, you can, I'm sorry, you can, you can boil a live frog, but if you drop it in water right away, hot water, boiling water, he jumps right out. But if you put him in lukewarm water and slowly turn it up, he'll sit in there and boil. Okay? It's the same thing with this process. We're going to slowly change her the way she sees us. And if you're wondering, like, what would I do? What is, this, what is this attraction stuff? It's everything you've learned from magic bullets that you would learn in a boot camp. It's teasing, role plays, misinterpretation, push-pull, all the stuff covered in magic bullets. All right? We don't have time to get into what attraction is. So, um, but the basic thing is distance, distance, less comfort, less comfort, Three is uh, wax on, wax off, attraction. Now what sucks is while you do this, she's going to try to put you back in a box. She's going to try to make you, oh, you're going to try to escalate too early. She's going to be like, oh, you're, you're my friend. or We don't do that. If she's saying shit like that, you're moving too fast. All right, do you get that? If she starts saying, oh, I don't think of you like that, that means you're going... You're pushing her mind to a Y in the road she's not ready to cross. I want her to not think that. I want her to slow. I want to do it so slow and so gradual that she just naturally starts giving me IOIs and she starts coming for me. Do you get that? Another thing that usually happens here is as you get more and more attraction, um, then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to break rapport pretty hard. Not really hard, but you're going to want to show her like, oh, you missed the boat. You had it, but now, now, now I'm just flirting with you and now you're the friend. You're not going to say that. She's going to be like, wait a minute. Now I do want him, and he just keeps flirting, but he doesn't act. Not because you're being a pussy, not because you couldn't act. You've just kind of put her in friend mode. Do you get that? I want her chasing me now. This takes time. The big problem here is a lot of guys, once she, once she starts chasing, if you ever had a girl like you, like you, like you, stop liking you, you're like, shit, I want her to like me again. I don't like that feeling of her not liking me. So you chase her, and as soon as she likes you again, you're like, okay, good. That's all I need is a no. I can still have her. You ever felt like that? So you can't let her off the hook here. You can't be like, as soon as she's like, I like you, why don't you ever call me? Why don't we ever hang out? And you're like, you wanna hang out? I've been waiting to hear that for five years. Oh my God, I love you too. I wrote a song about you. Right? No, hell no. As soon as that happens, you wanna be like, all right, we'll see. You know, it's gotta be like, maybe, I'm pretty busy. Or okay, let's go grab, we'll go grab a drink tomorrow or whatever, but it's really slow and on your terms. And even if your heart goes nuts, you're calm about it. You with me? All right. Then the next part is escalate. But the weird thing is you have to, you have to let her kind of escalate things first, which is strange. It doesn't make much sense normally in a game, right? But like, by escalate, I don't mean she's going to fill you up necessarily. Maybe. But what it really means is she's going to start saying verbally, like what I said, we'll go, when are we going to hang out? When are we going to do this? When are we going to do that? Those, when she starts talking like that, that's your window to start taking things more physical. 
That's your window, and this window could close quickly. It doesn't mean, though, I'm gonna get romantic. It means I'm gonna start teasing her, pushing her, um, you know, throwing her on the bed jokingly, but not acting, not gonna go for the makeout necessarily, nothing like that. I wanna start building physical um, escalation into the, into, in, in between us. Because last time you guys hung out, it was all comfort, no teasing, no physical. You get that? Um, then, you know, what happens usually is you can't push her so far that she's like, I guess I lost him, because then she'll just shut down as well. So you just want to push her to the pinnacle while slowly escalating verbally and physically at the same time. And then you need to, you need to close the deal while the iron's hot. Okay? All right, here's the good stuff. Structure of your social circles. Structure of your social circles. Okay. The way I see this, when we first started teaching it, we were like, how does this work? Because most of the girls you date or sleep with aren't technically in your social circle like you literally hang out with them four times a week, are they? Most of the girls I've dated or slept with through social circle settings were people I met through somebody one random night. You with me? It's not always like, this girl's been in our social circle for seven years and then we finally hooked up. That doesn't usually happen. So what I'm gonna teach you guys is four different types of game, or a little game plan for each one. The very inner circle, number one, is your true social circle. This is like the girls and the girls you see, I see that, even if you don't, she doesn't like you that much or whatever, it's people you see on a regular basis. I see Sarah three or four times a week, or I see her three or four times every, over a two-week period. That would be those girls. That'd be circle one. Circle two are the what, we, what Mr. M and I call the one-offs, the one-offs. This is where the, most of your work gets done right here, the one-offs. It's where Mr. M and Versetti went out last night, they met three girls, and then tonight they invited me to go out with them, and they brought a friend. The whole group of those girls is coming out, but they're coming out to meet up with us. Do you see how that's still social circle game? I'm still not approaching. I'm still not having to open. Versetti and Mr. M are still giving me an introduction, but I didn't know those girls before tonight. And I, and I don't know if I'll see them that much after this. You with me? Then the third, wing, the third ring is your warm approaches. Your warm approaches. Cold approach means I walk up not knowing, they don't know shit about me, they don't care to know anything about me, and I'm, I'm fighting like, like I said, I'm working like an ugly stripper just trying to get her to notice me. In cold approach, right? In warm approach, it assumes she knows some, either knows some things about me or has visually seen some things about me that made her attracted to me without us speaking yet. So in nerd terms, the warm approaches are when I get IOIs, indicators of interest, without even, we, and we haven't even talked yet. Girls cutting their eyes at you at the bar, smiling at you, that kind of stuff. So that's the third ring. The fourth ring is true cold approach. True cold approach. And these all work in concert together and can cross different things in any given night. You might be working on this, in, in one club, you might be flirting with Sarah, who is the girl you've been trying to wear down for two months, but then uh, the one-off showed up with her and her friend to meet you later, and then because these two groups of girls were hugging you, you're getting girls that are making eyes at you, and then you saw this really hot blonde chick and you're drunk and you had to talk to her, so you cold approached her. All that could happen in one night. Do you get that? 
and each one would require a little slightly different strategy. So the first one, let's cover a true social circle game. True social circle game. Okay, the closer to the center, the less risky we want to be. The closer the girl is to the center, the less risky we want to be. The more you need to play chess instead of checkers, right? The closer the circle, the more gamey you are, the more damage you can do long, time, long term. So just take some time just playing with this. It's hard to explain this until you've done it a bunch of times and you see it. But as you get calibrated more and more, you'll learn to take calculated risks. All these rules that Mr. and I are giving you today are just a structure for you to follow, not something you, it's not a Bible, it's not a religion, okay? So it's like, sometimes you can break all the rules and get laid, they're just a guideline for you to follow most of the time, all right? But um, for this inner circle, you, need, you must be disciplined, follow the rules. Uh, it's probably the most frustrating level to play in. This one fucks with you more than anything, I think, because you'll have this really hot girl that flirts with you sometimes, then doesn't the next time, then does the next time, and then doesn't, and then does. You have to watch her date other guys. You have to watch her go up and down with you, and it's all like right in front of you, and you can't escape it. That can be really, really frustrating, okay? Um, but it's also the one you have the most control over because you get so many, so many at-bats with that same girl that you normally wouldn't get. So it's the, probably the highest success rate, but the most frustrating. Um, so you just remember in this one, you see these girls over and over, so take your time. Take your time. And I, w I want you to remember, like, with this group, as your value and compliance increases, the more you can get away with. So if you're wondering why that one friend you have is a maniac who runs around picking the girls up, saying crazy shit, and you're like, but Braddock said not to do that. No, I said don't do that early. Don't do that until you have the value to pull it off. Do you get that? Don't take a low-value shot in the dark because you think it's bold. Being bold in your social circle is a recipe for disaster unless you have the value to pull it off. If you have the value to pull it off, it's, it's a necessary move. It's the highest form of attraction, right? Okay, so here's the social circle attraction switches for circle one. The first one is what we call buzz. Buzz. And what buzz is, is people talking about you when you're not around. You can generate buzz from your guy friends and from girls. Ideally, it'd be from girls, but it's okay. If I leave London and, and Mr. M and Sheriff and, and, and uh, Dax are like, man, Braddock's fun. I really like when he comes over here. He's a lot of fun. That creates buzz for Versetti and 5.0 if they didn't know me. Does that make sense? It's like my reputation starts to precede me. The problem with buzz, once again, it can go bad or good. You get a bad buzz about you, that's why you don't want to be gamey guys. That's why you don't want to try new routines and new openers in your social circle. Because you can get bad buzz just as quick as you get good buzz. Uh, but what's cool about buzz is, you know with the DHV stories and all these stories and all these routines we've got, they're supposed to indicate high value traits. They're supposed to be like, right, does it make sense? The old attraction switches where it's like, here's our attraction switches. You need to tell a story about this, protector of loved ones, pre-selection, blah, 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 blah. Does that make sense? That, that's fine, but the problem is those assume those assume uh, that she can't see him. We have to do that in cold approach, don't we? She doesn't know that you're, you love your grandma and that you would beat someone up if they attacked her. They, she doesn't know that you dated a supermodel. She doesn't know all this shit. So you have to kind of slide it in the, the best you can. And a lot of times that's verbalized. 
But in Social Circle, you don't need to do that. Let Buzz do your work for you. Think of it as like the branding of you, okay? So it's like, what people will do, if you get the right Buzz, people will fill in the gaps on you with what they don't know with high value traits, assumed high value traits. Does that make sense? So because he's a cool guy and he's funny and he's loyal and he's an awesome friend, and I like how he makes Kevin and his group of guys laugh. The girl assumes you're pre-selected. I've had girls be like, I bet you can have any girl you want. And I'm always like, if she only knew how much work I have to do. If I, she assumes I could just walk up and snipe her off a super bottle. And it just makes me laugh. So I'm like, that's only because she sees me in this little bubble. In this bubble, that's right. If a supermodel came in here, she's right. Could I do, can I do that in a random nightclub in Vegas? Maybe, maybe not. Do you get that? 